This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. This episode of Headlock Talk is brought to you by... Austin-based company Naturally Hemp's and their new line of CBD gummies. These gummies are made with 100% baked-in, pharmaceutical-grade, non-isolate-based CBD. What we're talking about here is the entourage effect. The entourage effect refers to the stronger effect you get when combining multiple cannabinoids together, as opposed to just CBD. Full-spectrum CBD, or CBD distillate, tends to be more potent and last longer, which is what we're talking about here. Unlike some other brands that use a spray-on CBD, Naturally Hemp CBD distillate is baked in, so you know you're getting the full dose with each gummy. I personally use them for all kinds of things, like sleep aid or muscle pain. And did I mention they taste great? They got five flavors. Uh, strawberry, green apple, lemon lime, watermelon, and get this, the orange flavor has vitamin C in it. Ooh. So... If this sounds like something you could go for, head over to your nearest Creative Sig vape shop and pick yours up today to see for yourself the difference Naturally Hemp's gummies can make in your life. More jam-packed than a Smucker's factory. Welcome back to another episode of Headlock Talk where we break down a whole lot of action going on around the wrestling world. We've got some Clash of Champions updates, some King of the Ring updates, and... Of course, AEW and NXT UK. Fun! And welcome back. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. Well, everybody, I hope you've had a nice weekend here. Mm. A nice little Labor Day weekend. We sure have. It's it's been nice. Yeah. It's been very nice. I am of course joined as always the man to my right, my right hand man, the man with the plan, the one and the only, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Well howdy. Howdy Stephen. How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm of course the Texas gentleman Tanner Pruitt, slowly becoming the jacked gentleman. Let's go do. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna start doing that from now on because I find it hilarious. Yeah, I'm yeah, just just Hulk flex. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We really do need a, vi- a video element of uh, of our show so they can see us like being all ridiculous and yeah. whatnot. I think it'd be fun. <laughs> It's on the it's on the checklist, ladies and gentlemen. Indeed, don't have any fear. Mm. We're bringing it to you. 
live and you. raw. It's Skadoosh. Skadoosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, well, um, of course, we have some big news this week here. Um, more pertaining to Headlock Talk, uh, we actually have uh, a nice little treat for y'all. Yes. Now, Steven and I are going to be going away for a little while, but have no fear. Headlock Talk is still here. Indeed. Uh, we have actually worked very hard in producing what we like to call a series of unfortunate events. Mm. And that'll be going down starting next week. Uh, we have taken uh, from popular demand, uh, or unpopular demand in infamous this case. Infamous demand. Infamous demand. Uh, the uh, six of the worst shows in wrestling history. And Steven and I have had the huevos to watch and review the six chosen here. Yes. yes. So every week you're going to get, a, uh, well, twice a week if you're a Brain Buster Radio listener. For the next three weeks. For the next three weeks. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a little bit of an Easter egg from us in the form of some of the worst wrestling of all time. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Um, so uh, buckle up, boys and girls. That one's going to be a wild ride. Yeah, spoiler alert. They all suck. They're not great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, You're going to, you know, again, you would need to subscribe to both Headlock Talk and Brain Buster Radio to catch all of the action here. Uh, So we do ask that you uh, do that in support of this horrible, horrible series of shows that we're going to be reviewing. (laughs) Uh, So um, if you find, you know, Schadenfreude to be a pastime of yours. Mm. Yeah, this is definitely one for you. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> uh, because we will not be here uh, uh, for uh, Clash of Champions, at least yet, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to bring to you um, a little bit of the, the preview uh, of the Clash of Champions card so far here. So far, yeah. In our segment, Bant About. Oh, snap. Uh, banting. Ban, 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 ban. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, so, uh, Clash of Champions here, um, if you are a historian of wrestling, uh, was a WCW pay-per-view once before. Uh, but now, thank you, Stephen, for bringing <laughs> up the webpage. <laughs> but now WC, uh, WWE rather is using the moniker Clash of Champions. I think it's the first time in uh, maybe a couple of years that they've actually brought this one back around. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this will be... Um, this is actually leading up to be a very intriguing card. Yeah. Um, mostly because of the controversial win uh, that we touched on last week of Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins becoming the World Tag Team Champions. Mm-hmm. Now, in this latest episode of Raw, uh, Seth Rollins accepted a challenge from Braun Strowman uh, for the Universal title, right? which was intriguing. Uh, but they will also have to defend their tag team championships uh, as well. Mm-hmm. There was a tag team turmoil match on uh, Raw, uh, surprisingly won by Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode. Sweet. So, uh, it was something. Yeah. You know? I mean, I'm not opposed to that. Sure. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Right. So, so I'm, I'm more upset with the fact that Seth and Braun have a tag match on the card for the championship and then also have a singles match for the Universal. But that's where the drama is, man. I mean, I guess, but like, you got a huge roster and, and instead yeah. you put the tag titles on two guys and then those same two guys also have a Universal title match. Yeah. It'd be cool if 
for the last few months you were setting up Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman to be like monsters and just like crazy but Seth hasn't looked good in a while in my oh, opinion. Oh jeez. I mean not in the sense that like he's a bad wrestler or anything like that but like you know he he hasn't had the best go. And then Braun Strowman has kind of just been an afterthought honestly. <laughs> and so for you to to Steven with the fire here. <laughs> for for <laughs> for you to put one put the tag titles on them and then two also give Braun Strowman a title match it's just like Cool. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I feel you. I yeah. mean, the, the the story here is you you need to tune into Clash of Champions to watch Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman implode, right. and then have their fiery one on one match later on in the evening. Yeah, but like that's that's exactly what they're telling you. Yeah, but if you're gonna set up this storyline of Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman imploding on themselves, do you really want to set that up on the same show within three hours of of each other? Yeah, why not? I'll tell you why not. <laughs> okay, because that's dumb. Oh, yeah. Oh well. Like you're you're giving me what could be a good feud. Yeah. And, and smashing it down into one pay per view. It's like this feud should take place over several weeks, not a couple hours. Whatever. <laughs> Steven's very passionate about this it's point here. Dumb. It's dumb. <laughs> so, of course, like I said, like we said, Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman will be taking on Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler for the tag team championships uh, in one part of the evening, and look out for them to main event uh, the uh, the evening itself with a singles one on one match for, of course, uh, the Universal Championships. Yeah. Now, elsewhere on the card here, we also have the King of the Ring finals, mm-hmm. which that should be a spicy affair, depending on uh, what the rest of the King of the Ring card looks like, and yeah. we will be breaking that down here momentarily. We also have Bailey taking on Charlotte Flair for the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. Cool. <laughs> Steven, thoughts, feelings? They need to get this women's division like up to snuff again. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> not saying Bailey's bad. Not saying Charlotte Flair's bad. No, they're both great. They're both great. But what I am saying is both titles mean nothing right I, now. I, I feel, and I feel they like I've seen this. I, yeah, well, I feel like I've seen this match. Yeah. Oh, a few times. Yeah. But it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Do you anticipate Charlotte maybe w- winning here and beating Bailey? <sighs> I dare say. So <clears throat> I want I want Bailey to win. And then yeah. I want them to push her as a strong champion. But then at the same time, Charlotte Flair has proven that she can be a strong champion, so I wouldn't necessarily be opposed to Charlotte winning it. But at the same time, like you can't just put the title on someone else and then give it to Charlotte all the time. Well, yeah, you know. Well, they want to do the whole like, oh, she's she's gonna beat her father's record, and she's gonna be the winningest of all time women's champion but, of ever, forever in the universe. But do it in an organic way. Like it almost seems that they're just like, oh yeah, give Charlotte a title shot. Yeah, because she's Flair's daughter. Yeah, it's about as organic as uh, going to McDonald's. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I get that. Um. <laughs> we also have the rematch here Kofi Kingston taking on Randy Orton for the WWE Championship mm-hmm. so that should be something Yeah, yeah. I, I want them to uh, give it the time <laughs> it needs and I want them to be able to go out there and do what we know they know how to do as opposed to uh, giving us kind of a lackluster match oh yeah oh. 
Uh, we have uh, The New Day, Big E and Xavier Woods, defending the SmackDown Tag Team Championships against The Revival, Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder. Yeah. Should be good. Yeah. I, I think I think it'll be great. Yeah. I think it'll be a, a very good tag match. I'm excited for this, uh, this Nakamura Miz match. Yes, that is the next match here on yeah. the cards. Nakamura uh, taking on the Miz. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nakamura and uh, Sami Zayn have actually forged a uh, partnership here. Mm. Sami Zayn will now be acting as uh, Shinsuke Nakamura's manager. So, that's, uh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I actually like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean uh, Nakamura, he's uh, you know he's he's not the best at cutting pro- his promos in English. Perhaps mm-hmm. I know that he cuts good promos in Japanese. Yeah, uh, but uh, Sami Zayn could be a good mouthpiece. Yeah, I mean I've I've said for a little bit that Nakamura would benefit from a mouthpiece, and uh, Sami Zayn is a great mouthpiece. So yes, we'll we'll have to see how it, how it goes down <laughs> if they have like good chemistry or or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is a net positive thing, I think. I think so. Yeah, I I, I would agree with that. Um, also, look out for because this is not listed so far, but I would also look out for a Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks match here. Mm, yeah, and uh, for me, I would anticipate Sasha actually taking the title off of I Becky. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. Yeah. Sasha Banks is uh, uh, red hot right now. Not mm-hmm. white hot, but red hot right now. <laughs> to uh, temper it down a little bit. It's yeah. not white hot. It's... Yeah. It's, it's still hot. <laughs> it's not white hot. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I would I would look out for that to, to happen here as well. Mm. Um, and, of course, it is also possible that we might see the, uh, the fine, finally, 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 build up towards Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. I feel like it's inevitable at this point, mm-hmm. but every SmackDown we get the cliffhanger of, oh, what happens next? Right. Yeah. So, um, there's that. Yeah. We'll have to see. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, to be noted here, uh, Drew Gulak versus Humberto Carrillo in a WWE Cruiserweight Championship match. Uh, the 205 Live guys always show out in the pre-show or on the main card whenever given the opportunity. So I would definitely look forward to seeing that one as well. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, this should be a good show. Yeah. There, there's some there's some storyline th- things that I kind of disagree with, but all in all, it should be good. Yeah, uh, definitely uh, definitely an intriguing one nonetheless here. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, elsewhere check out the updated King of the Ring brackets because we all know that we did our... What are the odds yes. on the King of the Ring just very recently here? So let's check back in on King of the Ring and see what's going on here. Uh, of course, Ricochet had his match with Drew McIntyre, um, and I would expect um, uh, following this here, Ricochet, of course, did get the win over Drew, so he'll be taking on Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baron Corbin, of course, defeated The Miz. Of course. Of course. And unfortunately... <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, we had Mustafa Ali and Buddy Murphy actually had a very, very good match together, uh, of which uh, Mustafa Ali won that match. So yeah. we will not be getting the Buddy Murphy uh, advancement that we were hoping for here. Mm-hmm. I was I was betting on it, man. I, mm-hmm. I did not see Mustafa Ali going over here. It was a very, very good match, a very competitive match back and forth. Mm-hmm. It is odd. It is very, very odd that you have Buddy Murphy looking very good against Roman Reigns one week, 
goes down in defeat. Mm-hmm. He defeats Daniel Bryan the next week, also looking very, very good. Mm-hmm. And then here, he still looks very good, but loses to Mustafa Ali. This is quintessential WWE 50-50 booking on the main card. Yep. That makes no sense and needs to be done away with. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I completely agree. Especially, you know, bringing Buddy Murphy in was honestly a rather random approach anyway bringing him in and then have him look so solid and get a win over daniel bryan seemingly for nothing it's kind of strange yeah yeah it just kind of throws away all the good work that he's done right yeah so let's see where buddy goes from here i i hope it's somewhere good yeah um Let's see here. In in other places here, we also have Chad Gable taking on Andrade. Mm. Uh, Chad Gable did defeat uh, Shelton Benjamin to make that next spot, so that's definitely good. Yeah. So let's revisit this here, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in maybe a, a little bit of a briefing here on what are the odds. Let's look at the uh, quarterfinal matches here. Yeah. Uh, we have Samoa Joe versus Ricochet, as mm-hmm. previously noted here. Um, I still see Ricochet as the favorite to go to the finals, so yes. I'm going. I'm going about eighty percent Ricochet. I'm not all the way there yet because we still have Cedric Alexander also in this block, mm-hmm. um, and he's a good babyface as well, right? Um, but I, I mean, I would go with Ricochet here in the event that. Um, I just believe that he's got that little bit of extra something special. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I definitely still have Ricochet as the A-block winner. Uh, I I really don't see anyone else winning, to be honest. Uh, I know Samoa Joe and Baron Corbin are just there to uh, put guys over, in my opinion. I, I don't see them winning that block at all. So I'm going to be right there with you about 80-20 uh, with that match. And plus, with Ricochet, man, you know, WWE likes to, you know make King of the Ring a storyline afterwards, and I think Ricochet could really excel in that as well. So Yeah. Well, I mean, he was King Ricochet before he went to WWE. Indeed. Yeah, so. Indeed. Now he can be King Ricochet in WWE. Exactly. Yeah. Now, we also have uh, in this block here uh, Baron Corbin taking on Cedric Alexander. I'm actually going with Baron Corbin taking the win here mm-hmm. at about 90%. Yep. Yeah, 90% odds Baron Corbin takes this one. Yeah, uh, like I said, Samoa Joe and Baron Corbin are there to put guys over and to to give a, a menacing heel opponent. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I'm going to say Baron Corbin's going to be in the, the semifinals. Yeah. So. Yeah, so we'll, we'll so the theory here is that uh, you have uh, the heel face dynamic here, Ricochet taking on Baron Corbin in the A block finals here, mm-hmm. uh, and then on the other side of the brackets here, Elias versus Mustafa Ali. What do you think here, Stephen? I'm I'm actually thinking um, Ali takes this one here. Really? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm thinking at about uh, about ninety percent Ali takes the win. Wow. Okay. Um, reason being here, because on the other side of the bracket, I'm going with Andrade beating Chad Gable 95%. Oh, man. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's just what I think are the odds here, because I believe this is you got to still have that heel-face dynamic. Andrade's mm-hmm. the clear heel here on the other side of the block, mm. and it would only make sense for the over-baby-face Mustafa Ali to meet him there in the semifinals. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. Um, for me, though, with the Elias Ali match, I really can see it going either way, mm-hmm. just because Elias seems to be the 
the the bearer of bad news sometimes mm. and, and uh it just really doesn't let matches go the way you want them to mm. right mm-hmm. uh so i actually have elias in that match uh mm. only by a little bit maybe like 60 40 uh, something like that. It really could go either way, but with Elias being in there with Mustafa Ali, I definitely see Elias going over. Um, and then with Chad Gable Andrade, I mean, I see Andrade going over in that match specifically. Like if if Chad Gable and Andrade were having a match in a bubble, not in King of the Ring, mm-hmm. I see Andrade going over. But because there has to be that heel face dynamic. I do probably see Chad going over here. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Because I actually have Ricochet and Andrade in the finals. Mm. That's just what I have here. I had Ricochet, Buddy Murphy. Yeah. And uh, and Buddy's gone. Uh, so. Okay. So who, Sad day. So who's meeting Ricochet in the finals then for you, Steven? If you're going to have Ricochet and still in as the winner of the other block. At this point, probably Elias. Ricochet Elias in the finals. Yeah. Okay. Well, that would be very WWE uh, of them. Uh, but I'm I'm a little bit hopeful that they'll give us the Ricochet Andrade match that I think we all deserve. I mean that that would be fantastic. <clears throat> and and I think that's probably the second best uh finish. I, I still think it should have been mm-hmm. Ricochet Buddy. Uh, but the second best finish being Ricochet Andrade. So we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see indeed. Yep. Um, <clears throat> because we've brought up what are the odds anyway, mm-hmm. uh, let's actually dive right into some new what are the odds. Boy, I was going to say boy, no. Um, if you. If you've been following along, or if this is your first time tuning into Headlock Talk, uh, this game here, What Are the Odds, is all about what we think here is likeliest to happen. So we give these little percentages, just like what you heard just previously here with the King of the Ring uh, matchups, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Correct. (laughs) Affirmative. (laughs) Um, So, Stephen, some new What Are the Odds revolving around uh, WWE-type stuff here. Mm-hmm. Okay. I actually haven't heard any of these, so this will be off the cuff. This will be new, right? So, Stephen, what are the odds that Braun Strowman beats Seth Rollins uh, at Clash of Champions? <clears throat> Man. that That's a good question. That, that's a really good question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to say, like, 60%. You think that Braun Strowman could, in fact, uh, is, is is actually favored to beat Seth Rollins here? I, I do. Wow. I do. Uh, I think with the tag match, uh, Braun and Seth are going to lose, and Braun is going to blame Seth and, and go on a, a fiery uh, tear through Seth Rollins to the Universal title. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. And I also... That's also uh, selfishly what I want to happen as mm-hmm. well, uh, just because... You know, Seth Rollins, he's great. I like Seth Rollins. Yeah. We need to get away. Seth Rollins having the title, to me, has a negative connotation to it just because of what's been happening between him and Brock. We need to get away from that, give the title to someone else, and start a fresh new storyline. Yeah. 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 And, and, I mean, this this is a fresh new storyline. 
you know, this Braun is, and, Braun this and is Seth the, here. the build up to a new <clears throat> fresh storyline. Yeah, I mean, I can't call it a storyline if it <laughs> takes place over the same pay per view. Right? No, I, I mean, I I feel you. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm actually favoring Seth here. I've got Braun beating Seth at about thirty percent. I think okay. I think that Seth is very likely to retain here. Um, I just feel like. And I know this is WWE that we're talking about, right? But I feel like taking the title off Seth to so soon after Brock winning, and I was wrong last time. I, I'll admit I was wrong last time when I felt that Brock being defeated by Seth in the rematch at SummerSlam was too soon, <coughs> right? Uh, Which, for all intents and purposes, it was. But it's Brock, right? And in, get, get the title off in the him, traditional but... sense. It was too soon. Yes, and I still feel as though it's too soon now. For Braun Strowman to take the title off of Seth. I definitely get that, for sure. Right. I'm uh, looking more towards in the future. Yes, of yeah. course. Uh, you know, you're, you're wanting Seth to, to be defeated by Braun to set up other things that could happen later on. Exactly. I, I, I can feel that. Yeah. So, uh, for those keeping score at home, you said it was 60%. Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman. Yep. So, I'll put an S there. And uh, me... Going thirty percent, okay, for uh, for Braun. Um, it's good that we have this on paper and we can we can take a look back once Clash of Champions happens. Yeah, it's good. It'll be it'll be fun. Uh, Clash of Champions again is on the fifteenth uh, of September, of course. So yes. tune into that. Um, we have here uh, if this happens, mm-hmm. uh, or rather when this happens, if it is truly at Clash of Champions here. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the odds, Stephen? Sasha Banks beats Becky. I think the odds are very good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like you said, Sasha's red hot. Not, not white hot. Not white hot. She's red hot. Red. Hot. We need to temper those expectations a little bit. <laughs> uh, but no, I think it's very likely. Uh, I'm going Sasha seventy percent. Seventy percent. Yeah. Wow. I think it's I think it's time. Uh, Becky's been honestly, in my opinion, a little stagnant recently. Uh, getting that title on Sasha would do a lot for the women's division. I think. Yes, I would agree with you. Um, and in so doing, I'm actually going Sasha Banks defeating Becky at 90%. I'm thinking that it's very, very likely that Sasha does this here. uh, Because I would actually like to see Sasha have a prolonged title run here. Definitely. I think that's what brought her back, is that they're going to give her the title. It's not going to be a one-day, one-defense run or whatever. Right. They're going to give her the title, and they're going to really build the story here between Sasha and Becky, hopefully leading to WrestleMania. Yeah, is what I would is what I would want for sure. Um, now, I could be wrong. Many other things could happen between now and then, but I, that's what I think is going to happen here. Yeah, is uh, Sasha and uh, Becky at least going through Royal Rumble? Mm. Um, you know, there is obviously always the possibility that uh, Ronda Rousey could come back. From her finger injury and mm. all the happenings there, she could come back and win the Royal Rumble and face Becky in a one-on-one match at WrestleMania. I'd be down. That'd be fine. Yeah. I, I think it'd be all right. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, that's where the story tended uh, seems to have built from last year. I think it could. What about ha- uh, Sasha Ronda? Sasha Ronda could happen too. Yeah. I'm not as much for that match as I was because there's there's already an existing story. 
right. between Becky and 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 uh, Ronda. But anything could happen. Yeah, I do, of course, like the odds of Sasha beating Becky here, mm-hmm. though, if the match goes on at Clash of Champions, or at least when the match happens. Right. I think I think that's likely. Uh, moving on, though, mm-hmm. Stephen, what are the odds that Kofi retains against Orton again? Hmm. That's a really good one. Uh, I don't really know because it's kind of hard to see where they're going with this right now. Um, I, I don't know if they're trying to have this be a long-term thing. It, it kind of seems like they are, uh, given that they're giving them a rematch, you know. Um, and if they were going to continue it, it would definitely make much more sense for Randy to win here mm. uh, and have Kofi, you know, be the the guy that's running for the title if you have kofi beat randy orton twice it doesn't make sense for randy to be in the title picture Mm -hmm. so uh for that uh i'm gonna go maybe about 60 percent randy orton uh winning okay so that so in turn that would actually be 40 percent chance for kofi retaining indeed okay yeah. So because it, it, it's forty percent uh, officially, folks here. Yeah. Stephen's getting giving forty percent chance for Kofi retaining the title. Right. Just because with them giving them the rematch, it seems like they're trying to build something with these guys, and it's it's going to make zero sense if Kofi wins again. So. Mm. Well, I mean, they could always bring him through to another opponent. I figure, right? I mean, yeah, but if they're just going to switch opponents like that, why even give Randy Orton the rematch? Mm. Okay. Yeah. Just playing devil's advocate. No, I, I understand. Uh, I'm actually going to go about 30%. That Kofi retains? That Kofi retains. Interesting. I think that I, I, I do agree with you here. Mm-hmm. I think that Randy, Randy will win the title, mm-hmm. and I have some plans for Randy. Ooh. But you won't find out about it until later on the show. Do I make you Randy, baby? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, that was something. Yeah, <laughs> good, good, good impression. I like that. You've Thanks. been you've been saving that for a while, yeah. haven't you? Yeah, I have yeah, actually. Good timing. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that, folks. You you get impressions here at Headlock Talk. Such good shit. <laughs> we really need to get some buttons uh, for real. <laughs> but <clears throat> with that said, here that was what are the odds, ladies mm. and gentlemen? And of course, uh, we had a packed packed weekend worth of wrestling here mm-hmm. uh, over the Labor Day holiday. Uh, so um, we had NXT UK. Cardiff. UK, yeah, NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff. Mm-hmm. We had uh, New Japan's Royal Quest, which we did not get a chance to see. We're waiting for it to come back around on um, New Japan uh, streaming services. Mm-hmm. So that'll be something. Uh, so look out for that review once that becomes available on New Japan World. And then we also had AEW's All Out. Yes, indeed. Very, very cool. Um, so Both great shows. Yes, very, very good. I, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed them. Uh, with that said here, uh, there's a lot of action, a lot of happenings right now. Mm. So uh, we have a chance to break these down, and you'll actually hear a more expanded review on our Brain Buster Radio episode, Tuesdays in Texas with Brain Buster Radio. But let's talk a little bit about some highlights here, playing our our other favorite game here. Another one. Another one. Another one. <laughs> Wordplay. Yes. Word up. Word up, dog. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We're, we're still working out the button yeah. for that one. It's been a long day, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, so the name of the game for wordplay here is it's a fill in the blank game where we give uh, a, a brief sentence or scenario and we use that to fill in the blank with a word or description of what's going on. Indeed. Yeah. So to start things off here with wordplay, AEW's all out, Stephen. Interesting stuff. Definitely. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, so as far as all out is concerned, one of the biggest, major, uh, most major happenings of the show, Chris Jericho mm-hmm. is crowned AEW World Champion. First ever. First ever. Indeed. So, Stephen, your thoughts here. Chris Jericho, as first AEW champion, is blank. Smart. 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 Hmm. Uh, bonus bonus word, or bonus phrase, the right move. Hmm. Um, I, I definitely think that Jericho being the first champion is the smart way to go uh, in terms of building the brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jericho is Jericho. I mean, it's Chris Jericho. Right. Come on now, right? And I, I could, I could see Hangman being the champion for sure. He definitely has the talent to back it. But I think with AEW trying to be as big as they are, it's definitely the smart and correct move to have Jericho be the first champion and really get his name out there as AEW champion. Right. Yeah. No, I I, I get that. Um. So for me, Chris Jericho as first ever AEW World Champion is great. Yeah, uh, I think that uh, great is the word here, folks. Um, Jericho brings in a dynamic which is unique for him mm. and unique for AEW as a company. He's he brings name recogni- recognition to AEW going into their TV, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then he also has the interesting dynamic of being a heel champion. Now, yes. I know they don't do heels and faces in AEW, and you can tell me this all day until your face turns blue. Whatever. He's a heel champion. Yes, 100%. Right? right. The idea here is to have you see somebody who can beat Chris Jericho, and that's going to be the story in AEW for the long term here. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be the man to beat him? Yeah. Right. Um you know, so this brings in a lot of interesting dynamics here going forward. And um, I, I think it'll be very unique where they take this here. Because you can always go with the story that we discussed uh, earlier in the year. You know, uh, could it be Kenny Omega's redemption story? How he works himself through losses here. He he did have a loss to Pac. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's, in a great match. It was a great match. Yeah. And I feel as though... Even though this match hasn't happened yet, I do feel as though when the time comes that he faces John Moxley, I feel as though he's going to lose that match as well. Mm-hmm. So Kenny's going to have to use this time to do some soul searching, get his record back up, because we all noticed they started using those record keepings last night. Yes. Love that. Yeah, that is great, by the way. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're going to have to use that uh, as the story here to prop up Kenny potentially challenging Jericho again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but in the time being, you know, I think it is a great move for Jericho to Definitely. be the champion. We touched on this just briefly here, but for wordplay, Chris Jericho's first challenger for the AEW title will be mm. blank. First challenger. Who will be the first challenger for Chris Jericho, Steven? I don't even know. Yeah. 
I really don't know. Because, like, the, the most obvious one is to give Adam Page a rematch, but that's the easy way out. You mm. know? I honestly, I could see uh, Pac challenging for the title, hmm. but he did uh, kind of s- like. He, he wants to keep that rivalry going with Kenny Omega, mm-hmm. so I don't know if they're necessarily going to pull pull the... I don't know if they're going to do that with Pac quite yet. Um, I really don't know. You answer, come back to me. Okay. Sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, for me, for wordplay here, Chris Jericho's first challenger is Cody. Mm. Cody right now has the best winning percentage among singles competitors right now uh, who are in line to face Chris Jericho, uh, or at least who are available to face Chris Jericho. John Moxley's the only other one. He's got a 100% winning record, mm-hmm. of course, but he has MRSA, so that right. sucks. Right. Um, we don't know what the timetable is for John Moxley, but um, there have always been little hints between Chris Jericho and Cody, I think, uh, that, uh, through like the Being the Elite shows, where Chris is always saying, like, everyone needs to thank me. I'm the one who's making this happen. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And Cody's there with it, like, rolling his eyes, like, oh, here we go. Here's Chris again, yeah, right? Yeah. So there's already some built-in animosity between the two. I think Cody would be the guy who puts his foot down and says, you don't run AEW, Chris. I run AEW. Mm. I'm the guy doing all the ins and outs every single day, right? You know, I'm the one who puts you in that position to, to you know, compete for the title. I did something selfless to help you. Mm. So I run the show. So maybe there's a little bit of built-in animosity that's between great. the two, and I think uh, that's where we have the match. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. That makes a lot of sense, too. Um, David Arquette. David Arquette is your guest yep. to take on Chris Jericho. Definitely. That's a little bit of a teaser, a little bit of a behind-the-wall peek here for a series of unfortunate yeah. events episodes yeah. that you'll be listening to later. Yeah, David Arquette, locking it in. Uh, any reason why? It's freaking David Arquette, man. Okay. He's a oh. multi-time <clears throat> champion. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that happens, I don't see where AEW is going to be going on TNT anytime soon. So we'll get canceled real quick. Yeah, it's going to happen. <laughs> um <laughs> Moving right along very quickly, then. Um, <clears throat> another great show happened this week. Yes. Uh, this weekend, rather. NXT TakeOver UK Cardiff. Indeed. It was wonderful. Now, uh, it, you will have a chance to hear us discuss this match in more length on Brain Buster Radio this week on Tuesdays in Texas with us. Uh, but, Stephen, I want your thoughts here. Mm. The Tyler Bate versus Walter match was blank. <sighs> You're you're setting me up for hate, man. I'm not trying to. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's too long. Too long. It's too long. Yeah. Oh. Um, I, I definitely think that the length of the match, uh, combined with the momentum of the match, made it too long. Uh, if they had kept up the momentum a little bit and and not had it be so plotting, uh, then the the time wouldn't have mattered. But the fact that it was such a slow match, yeah. uh, I- I'm going to go with too long. That being said, j- before you grab your pitchforks and-, and your torches, the match was great. Yeah. It was a great match, but it was too long. To your credit here, Steven, the match did go f- 
over 40 minutes. Yes. It was a it was a marathon of a match, a, mm. a Goliath of a match. Um <clears throat> alternatively here, I believe Tyler Bate versus Walter was a classic. Mm. It was mm. a um it was a different kind of match. It was a a match in uh, that that makes an example of uh pacing, drama building, uh work rate how to build tension. Mm. I thought it was a classic. Uh, That's fair. You know, uh, and it was a very, very good match. For me, the only five-star match of the weekend. Um, and, uh, yeah, all, all around, it was very, very good. I liked it a lot. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> um, a little bit more of an expansion on this question here. Mm-hmm. Our last question for wordplay blank will defeat Walter for the NXT UK championship. Oh shit. Um <laughs> yes, indeed. David Arquette. Oh jeez. <laughs> All right, I'll tell you what. I'll go first on this one, okay? Yeah. All right. So, I think they're going to need to do a little bit of a some switching around, some changing up some things around the UK and and and, and NXT and just in general, mm-hmm. right? Um for who will defeat Valter? I've actually got Jordan Devlin defeating Valter. Mm. Jordan Devlin, he hasn't been around on NXT UK as much, um, but I do feel as though he would be a guy with a lot of potential uh, to beat Valter. Now, I don't know, maybe I'm a bit out of the loop here, uh, but I think if built properly, uh, maybe they do an NXT UK takeover in Ireland. Mm-hmm. At some point, and perhaps uh, they do uh, Jordan Devlin versus Walter there. You know, you can have Walter tear through everybody that you want, and Jordan Devlin just comes down to being the right guy at the right time in the right place. I like Jordan Devlin, yeah. I- I'm a big fan of Jordan Devlin. I think that'd be cool. Um, one that I could see, uh, and we saw him on at NXT UK Cardiff, is uh, Travis Banks. So, if you listen to our our BBR uh, episode talking about NXT Cardiff, I will tell you that Walter's not my favorite guy. Right now. Right now. I, I have no problems with Walter, necessarily. Uh, it's just some of his matches are, are kind of a little slow for me, right? Uh, one match that I have seen of Walter that I really did enjoy was Walter versus Travis Banks. And mm. I, I think they have mm. good chemistry. I think they could do it really well. And Travis Banks is great. Yeah. So I could see Travis Banks. Yeah. I mean either yeah, either Travis Banks or Jordan Devlin would be very good challengers for Valter, I feel, in the mm-hmm. right circumstance with the right build. Yeah. Now, I mean my my pick was uh Tyler Bate. But, yeah. You know. Now Jim Smallman. Now you could have also said Tyler Bate at a later time. Maybe True. He, maybe he's the right guy to still do it. True. Right? I just feel like Valter's gone through British strong style. Yeah, and I I don't necessarily know if they're just gonna continue that and give mm-hmm. Tyler another run because you know Tyler had a great showing in that match, right? But it does have the connotation of Valter destroyed British Strong Style, all mm-hmm. three of them, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if they would they would do that necessarily. Plus, you give it to Tyler Bate, why not Trent Seven? Why not Pete Dunn? Right. You know, right? No, you're right. I absolutely agree. 
So, hey, it sounds like we have some ironed out ideas, and with Jim Smallman being the guy who's still running NXT UK, mm. uh, I think we will see possibly uh, you know, some of these ideas start to form and set up. Yeah. I mean, either way, it's going to be good. It's right. going to be good. Yeah, it'll be good. Mm-hmm. Um, this leads us to uh, one of our final segments here, Stephen. One of our final segments. Mm. Uh, face turn, heel turn. Ooh, headlock talk classic. Yeah, bringing it back. Yeah. So if you're not familiar with face turn, heel turn from back in the day, what we do here is we use this to take positions on a given subject here. Mm. You know, it, you can be a face turn and be all for it, uh, or uh, a heel turn and... Uh, you want no part of it. You want no part of it. Yep. All right. Now, <laughs> I have a fun one here for you, Stephen. Okay. Uh, if you want me to go first on this one, I will. But, yeah. Let me hear it first. Okay. Uh, say that again. Let me hear it first. There, there Sorry. we go. It's okay. <laughs> Microphones, man. <laughs> uh, so, earlier this week, there were rumors circulating around mm. that uh, Enzo and Kaz... Mm-hmm. We're gonna be coming back to mm-hmm. NXT because apparently they needed to shore up NXT coming to USA. Mm. So face turn, heel turn. What do you make of these rumors, Stephen? Um. So I don't know that much about these guys. I, I do know who they are, In- uh, Enzo and Kaz. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do know who they are. Uh, I do know that. Uh, with them comes a lot of baggage and drama. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say heel turn only because we don't need that outside drama in NXT. They're, yeah. They're building enough drama and enough storylines within the company that they don't need that kind of like bad PR, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I would agree with that. Mm. Mine is, a, is an answer twofold here. Mm. Twofold. The actual rumors and idea of Kaz and Enzo coming to NXT, total heel turn. Not for it at all. Mm. Like you just mentioned here, there's a lot of baggage going on between these guys here. Kaz seems to be kind of getting himself straightened out, which is good. Mm -hmm. You know, he's had some health scares recently, and I really like the idea of him getting himself back together. Right. I hope that you know, uh, he's recovering well and that he can make a big splash, work himself back up into a position where he can maybe make it into a, a, a WWE or, a, uh, or an, an, an AEW position mm-hmm. at some point. Enzo, on the other hand, seems to be bad PR after bad PR after right. bad PR. Right. Um, he just comes off very, I don't know if he's just working us all mm-hmm. or what the deal is, but he just seems to be, a, a jerk in real life, right? As well, right? Um, at the very least, mm-hmm. maybe he's a misunderstood guy. I don't know. I don't know him personally. I haven't talked to him ever. Right? M- maybe I would like to talk to Enzo. Maybe kind of figure out, hey, buddy, what's going on? Yeah. Right? Who hurt you? Who hurt you? <laughs> <laughs> um, but at the same time, uh, I, I mean, I'm not a big fan of the idea of them bringing him back to NXT. Mm-hmm. You already called them up at one point. If you're gonna bring them back, bring them back to the uh, the main roster somewhere. Yeah, just I, do I just, something. I don't think NXT needs them. I don't think they do. You either. know, like I, I think NXT is above that actually. Yeah, like I understand you know wanting to you know pad the roster right. with, with some people that have their names in the news or whatever. Right, but make the guys who are in NXT 
make them the guys who have their names and headlines. Right. You know? Well, and the idea that WWE feels desperate enough to need to reach out to Enzo and Kaz to bring up ratings, that seems like a false flag to me. Yeah, now, absolutely. Now, here's here's the, the kicker. Mm-hmm. What I do give a face turn to is this past weekend, Triple H caught word of the rumors here. It was asked very poignantly, what what what's to be made of this here? Mm. He says that there are absolutely no plans to bring in Enzo or Kaz into NXT. Okay, yeah, so that he I think he mentioned um, you know some people want to get their name out in the media, mm-hmm. and make a name for themselves, and you know kind of get you know uh, the rumors circulating to a point where you know it starts to become a reality, and that he just doesn't want any part of that. So. Fair enough. Yeah. Not verbatim words, but right. uh, if you watch the clip, it's to that point. Right. Um, so, yeah, that, there, there's that little bit about Enzo and Kaz there. Um, <laughs> face turn, heel turn, though, Steven. Mm. Some other big news came out this week. As always, uh, PWI publication oh, God. put out their PWI 500 list for 2019. Now, uh, I have the top 10 list here in front of me, and if you haven't seen it here, uh, there is something to be made for it. Um, I'll read down the top 10 for you, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, at, at number 10, Will Ospreay. Okay. Yeah. Number 9, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Okay. Number 8, Kenny Omega. Okay. Number 7 is Roman Reigns. Hmm. Number 6 is Johnny Gargano. Number five is Kazushiko Okada. Hmm. Number four is Kofi Kingston. Number three is AJ Styles. Number two is Daniel Bryan. And number one is Seth Rollins. Hmm. So, face turn, heel turn, Steven. What do you make of this list for PWI's 2019 top ten? Um, Not a full heel turn, but a heel turn. Yeah. Um it, it seems like Vince McMahon made this list. <laughs> or or someone who works for WWE. I, I don't know if Vince McMahon knows who Kazushka Okada is. <laughs> I just like yeah, I mean AJ Styles is good, Daniel Bryan's good, uh, but they're better than Okada. They're better than Will Ospreay, they're better than Kenny Omega. Seth they're- Rollins is better than anyone on the planet. Yeah, that's what they're... Are you for real right now? That's what they're saying. And I'm not trying to say that these guys aren't good. You know, Kofi's good. Mm -hmm. Seth Rollins is a great wrestler. Yeah. But... Let's put it this way. What? Let's let's put it this way. In kayfabe speak here, would Seth Rollins winning the Universal title twice... Twice... Mean that he would be, you know, in kayfabe speak, the, the best wrestler in the world? Yes, but... I don't go by results. I go by matches. Oh, okay. And I go by wrestling ability. Okay. Not results. Okay. Like, I don't know, man. Like, Kenny Omega hasn't had the best year, but... Uh, He hasn't had a year like he was in 2017 and 2018. Right. But he's still a better wrestler than Seth Rollins, in my opinion. Right. And, yeah, Seth Rollins won the Universal Championship twice. Cool. But the matches weren't that good. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, well, and here's the other thing too. Like AJ Styles, he hasn't won a championship up until just very recently, right? Right. He he just became U.S. champion, mm-hmm. and you're putting him at number three on the list, right? So if we are going by kayfabe speak, that's a bit odd. Yeah. 
Right. Um, Daniel Bryan, he was a very good champion Mm -hmm. throughout a lot of 2019. Mm -hmm. Um, Good enough to be number two? Maybe. 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 I mean, maybe. Definitely enough to be in the top ten. I will definitely say that. But number two is a little much. Yeah. Uh, Okada, he's been very good. Johnny Gargano has put on some of the best matches all year. Mm -hmm. Has won... Uh, what he's he's won both the NXT North American Championship and mm-hmm. the uh, NXT Championship itself. Has put on great matches with Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a great rivalry with um Ricochet for a little bit, Velveteen Dream for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, number six seems a little bit low for Johnny here. Definitely. Um, yeah. Uh, Roman Reigns. He's been out of action. Granted. Uh, for a lot of 2019, I don't like Roman Reigns, so I, I mean, I disagree with you, him. You don't being like on this Roman list. Reigns, the character, right? You don't like the character of Roman Reigns. I mean, I don't know. He's like, a, he's a fine wrestler. He's not bad, but he's yeah. he's not top ten in, in the whole world. Good, mm. you know. Mm. Okay. I don't know. Uh, I mean, again, by your standards, I, I by would, my standards, yeah, yes. I, would, I would say that would probably be accurate. Uh, what what shocks me a little bit here. Will Ospreay at number 10. I would have mm. had him a lot higher on the list here. He's Definitely. had just an amazing year, an amazing year. And, of course, what might be even more surprising than that, no Kota Ibushi on the list. Yeah. G1 winner. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just won the G1 as this list was being compiled. Right. Uh, he was also um, never open weight champion, you know, at one point. Also an intercontinental champion at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the reigns weren't very long, but of course he did win G one. So what's the deal there? Yeah, and I mean, y- you have Seth Rollins as number one. So if we're gonna go off results, why yeah. isn't why isn't <laughs> why isn't Kota on the list at all? Yeah, yeah, this is a very odd list. Yeah, it, it almost um, makes me angry. Like, <laughs> like what are you what are you doing? Yeah, de- definitely a heel turn here from me. Yeah. Uh, again, this is all opinionated. It is. You know, no, uh, nobody should necessarily subscribe to uh, Stephen and I's train of thought here or, or philosophies on what makes a great wrestling thing. If you agree with us, then fantastic. We're not, but we're not demanding that you do, right? Mm-hmm. And PWI in that respect is not demanding that you subscribe to their philosophy right. either. Um, I just have some major disagreements with the placement of this list mm-hmm. and uh, some of the names on this list. I would think. I mean, yeah, I I don't I don't disagree that the that these ten wrestlers are aren't some of the best wrestlers in yeah. the world. You know that that's that's for sure, but. That top three makes no sense. It makes zero sense. Oh, well. well, That's that's just how I feel. A a tip of the hat to you, regardless, PWI. We hope that uh, maybe we can get the subscription. And if somebody wants to come and talk to us from PWI, we would greatly like to hear from you. Tell them why you're wrong. (laughs) Yes, tell us why we're wrong here. On the given subject. Oh, I was going to tell them why they're wrong. Oh, but, you're, you're going to... they can tell us why we're you know, wrong, wag, too. Wag your finger yeah, at them. Yeah. Yes, I see. Um, now, of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to... Uh, I think I think it would only be appropriate, maybe, if we get your thoughts on the PWI 500 list. You know, what you think about it. And, of course, if you want to actually tweet at us, tweet us at, at Headlock Talk on Twitter. Give us your version of the top ten in the world. We'd love to hear it. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Um, with that said, though, it's time. I got my swimming trunks on. Nice. Got my flippy floppies. Yeah. 
put on plenty of sunscreen here. Good. What SPF? Yeah, like like eight thousand. That's a lot of SPF. Yeah, it's very hot out here in Texas. It is sunshine all around. Indeed. Yeah. It's time to take a dive into our favorite segment. If wishes were fishes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> For those of you who have listened to If Wishes Were Fishes, fantastic. Good job on you guys. Yeah, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. Uh, for those of you who have never listened to Headlock Talk, and this is your first time around on If Wishes Were Fishes, mm. the deal is this. Steven and I take turns making wrestling wishes, and the other one grades them in terms of fishes. What? <laughs> I know. Crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous concept. But... A lot of fun, nonetheless. Indeed. Steven, do you have any wishes for us this week? I do, yeah. Fantastic, sir. Um, would you like to go first, or would you like me to go first? I can go first. You want to yeah. go first? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, we talked a, a tiny bit about it on this episode. We went talked a lot about it on our uh, on the BBR episode, uh, where we reviewed AEW All Out, the, uh, the ladder match between... Um, Young Bucks and Lucha Bros was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, Ch- check that episode out on Tuesday yes. when it gets released. Really, really great episode, uh, and we talked a lot about a really great match. Um, one of the spots in that match, uh, Matt Jackson and Pentagon Jr. are on top of a ladder, and Matt Jackson rips Pentagon Jr.'s mask off. Ooh. Yeah. Um, pretty pretty disrespectful, man. Uh, mm, uh, it is. Yeah. So, if wishes were fishes, uh, Pentagon Jr. will shave Matt Jackson's head for uh, taking his mask off. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that would be interesting. A mask versus hair match at yeah. some point. And, and I think it'd be extra crazy because, like, the Young Bucks have that look. You know, like, like they, they go for that look with the long hair, mm-hmm. you know, and the, the frilly stuff on the, on the legs. Shaving his head, that's big. Yeah, yeah, that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. A, a mask versus hair match between the Young Bucks and the the Lucha Bros. Yeah. Uh, I could see some interesting dynamics with that. Mm. Um, for that here, uh, I'm actually going to give you three humphead parrotfish. Mm. It, they, they look like they've got a little bit of a balding spot there. They look like they've got plenty of room for, uh, for hair. Or perhaps what Matt and Nick Jackson might look like if their heads are shaved. It's very, it looks very smooth up at the top. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, um, of course, we are assuming that the Lucha Bros would win such a match. It is possible they could get unmasked, but I I think that the chances of that are very slim. <laughs> that ain't happening. <laughs> that ain't happening at all. But thank uh, you for the fish. Yes, absolutely. Uh, like you said, we talked about it a little bit this episode, but again, we are we're talking a lot more about it on on the Tuesday episode of Brain Buster Radio. So don't forget to tune into that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, hit subscribe and download on Brain Buster Radio for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I have here, uh, we witnessed the Walter Tyler Bate match, mm. right? And at yes. the at the end, British Strong Style comes out, you know. Uh, Pete Dunn, Trent Seven. Mm. Uh, they they bring Tyler to his feet. They they douse him in water to cool him off, and there's a nice little little hug between all three of them. Mm-hmm. Right now, this leaves us with a lot of questions here. What's the future of British Strong Style? Mm. You know, uh, is there anything left for them to do? Right. I mean, I would say the only thing that's not on the list would have been. Uh, 
you know, uh, Tyler Bate and Trent Seven maybe winning the tag titles. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seemed like a little bit of a, you know, uh, maybe a finale, perhaps, mm-hmm. for British Strong Style. Mm-hmm. The, the whole story was they were the founders of NXT UK. Does NXT UK still need British Strong Style? I don't know. These are all very interesting questions. Indeed. But if wishes were fishes, I know who does need British Strong Style. And that's NXT on USA. Indeed. I feel as though if they brought in Mustache Mountain and Pete Dunne, they could definitely bolster not only the single scene in NXT, but also the tag scene for NXT. I think it needs some a little bit more bolster in here. And I think Tyler Bates a great singles talent. He's also a great tag talent. Mm-hmm. Trent Seven, same for him. Uh, Pete Dunne is more of a, a single star, for that matter, uh, but still a great talent nonetheless. Yeah. So, if wishes were fishes, British Strong Style comes to NXT on USA. Yeah. No, I mean, I really like that wish. And, uh, you know, going off, talking about Kaz and uh, Enzo, you know, wanting to pad the, the roster, that's the wrong way to pad the roster. This is the correct way yes. to pad the roster, for sure. And especially... Like you mentioned with uh, Tyler Bate and Trent Seven, they're both very good singles competitors and very good tag competitors. So it makes them really versatile as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, for for a killer wish, I'm gonna give you three killer fish and three great barracudas. Ooh, yeah, barracuda, barracuda. Wow, nailed it. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for the Barracuda, Stephen. Yeah, that was a great wish. <laughs> Thanks, man. What about you? What What is your last wish for the week, Stephen? You're going to laugh at me. Okay. I'm preparing. So, uh, <laughs> at again, at AEW's All Out, we had the match between uh, Sean Spears and Cody, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, good match. Yeah. Saw Arn Anderson. Saw Tully Blanchard. It's pretty cool. We also saw Sean Spears was wearing these like crazy contacts, right? Yeah. And these like white eyes. Yeah. Right. And uh, Tully Blanchard's in his corner, you know, like whispering in his ear, and uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, being like, "Hey, you need to get out there." Um, so, if wishes were fishes, uh, Sean Spears is actually being controlled by Tully Blanchard yeah. via mind control. Oh, interesting. Yes. Like uh, like he's hypnotized. Exactly. Sean Spears. Exactly. I could see that being a story where he's like. He's like, Sean, you gotta do better. Yeah. And like he like kind of, you know, uh he's like, Sit down here and he like does the whole watch thing. Yeah. And then like Sean becomes entranced by the watch. Yeah. See, yeah. I'm imagining like a like a like a backstage scene yeah. with uh like when they go on to TNT or whatever and uh, Sean like runs up to Cody and he's like, Man, you know, I'm so sorry. I, I can't believe I did that, blah 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 uh, and he's just, you know, pouring his heart out to Cody and yeah. then Tully Blanchard just comes up with puts his hand on Sean's shoulder. Yeah. And then Sean just looks at Cody. Becomes a Manchurian candidate. Yeah. Yeah. G- gives him a <laughs> gives him a like a grimace. Yeah. 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 Uh, then just, just punches Cody right in the face. Just decks him. Yeah. yeah. It, it 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 is a bit silly, but it I is. but I do like I do like the wish here. Thank it's you. It, I think there's a lot of different things that you could do with that. Mm. And I mean to a degree, he's he's managing Sean, you know, so there is a bit of control dynamic there for sure, I mm-hmm. think. Um for that wish here, like I said, I I do like that. I actually find it to be pretty funny. <laughs> um I knew you would like it. Um I'm actually going to give here uh 
uh, four white tip reef sharks. Ooh, look at, look at that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's definitely the king of the of the reef. I so see. so he's uh, you know uh, definitely looking for those fish, yeah. just like Tolly Blanchard's looking for Sean Spears to you know uh, get into the interweavings of his brain. Yeah, yes, I like it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Very nicely done. Then I like that wish, Stephen. Thank you. No, there's a lot that you can play with on that one. Mm. Finally, yeah, kind of going back to, uh, to something we talked about earlier for my last wish here, Stephen. Um, I do believe that Randy Orton's going to beat Kofi Kingston for this title here, sooner or later. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to happen. So Randy Orton regains the title again. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm with you so far. Yeah. So he he's defending the title. He's a fighting champion. Blah 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 blah. Right. Mm. It's time for the Royal Rumble though. Mm-hmm. All right. And we know all of the entrants except for one. There's mm. there's one name omitted here. Nobody knows who he is. And then, of course, at number 30 in the 2020 Royal Rumble is none other than John Cena. Do-do-do-do. Boo-boo-do-do. Your time is up. My time is now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so John Cena comes down the ring, clears house, wins the Royal Rumble. Mm. And I know there's a lot of you out there who are listening, and you're probably groaning, right? I'm not. Oh, why would John Cena face Randy Orton again? They've already fought each other a million times. Here's the story, though, folks. Mm. Lay it on them. Yeah. The story is John Cena confronts Randy Orton on the SmackDown after. And he says, I only came back for one reason and one reason only. I have to win that 17th championship before I can call it a day. So WrestleMania is going to be my last match, regardless. Okay, if I if if I lose, I'm out. But if I win, I'm gonna hold up that title. I'm gonna take a bow and I'm gonna leave. Right? Mm-hmm. Y'all can figure out what happens to the title afterwards. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But I'm coming to I'm coming to WrestleMania. I'm gonna come and fight you, Randy. And I'm coming for that title. That way, so I can cement myself in history as the most prestigious champion in all of WWE. You know, and and beat Ric Flair's record. That's beautiful. Yeah. And so Randy and Cena have their match at WrestleMania in Tampa. Yeah. Good times. Cool. Great memories. Mm-hmm. It's a great match. And Cena wins his 17th championship. Holds it aloft. Walks down to the walks down the ramp. Holds up the title one last time. He turns around. There's Triple H. He hands the title over to Triple H. And the screen goes to black. Cena wins his last match for WrestleMania as the greatest steward for WWE, possibly in history, and uh, the winningest champion of all time. Beautiful. <laughs> absolutely beautiful. <laughs> I'm a, I mean, I'm a diehard John Cena fan. You know me. Yeah, absolutely. So, yes, please. That'd be great. Uh, special bonus points if you don't leave and uh, bring the spinner belt back. Um, <laughs> yeah, he he'll, he hands over the title to to Triple H, and then Triple H just hands him the spinner belt, yeah. and then John Cena holds up the spinner belt, yeah. and then we fade to black. <laughs> I like to imagine that the spinner belt's just been hold, held in like a closet for the past few years, <laughs> and Triple H hands it to him, and it's got like cobwebs and like spiders on <laughs> He's it. He's like shit. brushing it off. Yeah. 
no uh that that part was a joke with the spinner belt i think that'd be a, a great way to bring john cena back and a great way to send him off as well and i know with uh, randy orton and john cena i've seen them my entire life those guys can work they can put on a great match so yeah um i i mean i love that wish i mean there would be really no other fitting way for john cena to end his career than against the man who's most his most notable rival in in all of his time uh and of course you know uh, it's for the title and you know why not make john cena the winningest champion of all time absolutely in the men's division at least yeah i mean uh vince mcmahon already thinks he's greatest of all time so why not right yeah yeah um no i absolutely love that wish you're getting an orca for that oh yeah well thank you yes sir (laughs) well guys this has been a fun-filled episode of headlock talk indeed i'm very happy that we got to to play it out here for you and uh of course don't forget to tune in on tuesdays uh every tuesday uh on brain bust radio you can hear more headlock talk uh there so definitely do that mm-hmm. uh we have the the review shows that we've been talking about all episode you know for nxt uk and uh um aew's all out so definitely check that out um if you enjoyed today's show please definitely don't hesitate to uh hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already what are you thinking why haven't you hit subscribe yet <laughs> it's, it's a great show yes um no but seriously uh hit that subscribe button and leave us a star rating uh and review on itunes spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts um so uh the more that you guys can can do that and support us the more that we can turn around and give right back to you we want to do more here at headlock talk uh, we just, you know, we want to see those numbers go up and help us build up our profile so that we can do more for you guys here. Indeed. Uh, every week, uh, do more shows, maybe, I don't, whatever it turns out to be. We, I know we would make the time for it. We just, you know, we got to have those numbers uh, to, to make up for it. So please be kind, hit subscribe, and uh, leave us a, a, a rating on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. It'd be much appreciated, you guys. And thank you, of course, for listening so far. Um, if you want to hit us up on Twitter, we're at Headlock Talk. Yep, we're always open to you know hearing from you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, if you find uh, anything that you want us to correct uh, or that you found wrong, definitely hit us up there. Or of course, if you found it to be good, hit us up. Regardless, we yeah. would love to hear from you either way. Um, also, as noted, we did leave you guys with a little bit of wiggle room. We want to know what your top ten is yes. in the world right now. You know, from the PWI segment. So definitely check that out. Mm-hmm. Hit us up there on Twitter at Headlock Talk. Now, uh, if you're a business and you like the sounds of Steve and I's voices, hello, hello, listeners. <laughs> um, you know, yes. If if you find uh, that uh, you would like us to to sponsor or plug your product, you can always hit us up headlocktalk at gmail.com against headlocktalk at gmail.com. Yep. I am, of course, the Texas gentleman Tanner Pruitt. That's good, dude. <laughs> the, the, the soon to be the Jack gentleman. Indeed. Uh, and uh, <laughs> to my right, as always, uh, my favorite and yours, the the one and the only, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Aww. Yeah. That touched my heart a little bit. <laughs> well, we all know that this show wouldn't be anything without you, Steven. So. Oh, you're too much. <laughs> well, guys, it's been a wonderful pleasure having these shows with you. Uh, again, tune in next week where we have the start of the series of unfortunate events. Indeed. Yeah, it's going to be great. Fun times. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But you guys take care out there. We'll see you on the dark side of the moon. 
Later, y'all. Bye-bye. become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. Zenni offers prescription glasses starting at $6.95, as well as affordable sunglasses, blue blockers, and more. The best part? Try any frame, anywhere, with our 3D virtual try-on. Visit zenni.com today and change the way you buy glasses forever.